Hey, this is the King, one half of Unapologetically Black. Uh, this week we got two bonus episodes that never aired. One episode, the first episode is with Solomon Zahar. He is a double board psychiatrist with one of our great hospitals. He's going to actually talk about medical marijuana and the changes that is going on in Northeast Ohio, actually in Ohio, as it relates to medical marijuana, who can prescribe it, and why is it that our uh, community is not being a part of this movement. So that's one. And the second one is a little bit more extended uh, with Indian Keith, who was a part of our episode 14 when they were talking about uh, black image. So stay around. We're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, Spike Lee and everything. So I hope you enjoy. Peace. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Unapologetically Black. We have a interesting uh, subject that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about weed. We're going to talk about minorities as it relates to this new industry that's going on in Cleveland or actually Ohio. And so talking with my brother from another mother, we got Solomon Zah. Did I say it right that time? It's close. It's close. Now, mind you, this brother has been to my house. I've, we've hung out for years, and I still say this man's last name 30 different ways. But I would also like to say he is the first non-African-American, black-American individual on Unapologetically Black. Welcome, bro. Welcome. What's going Thank on, man? It's an honor to be here. Not much. Uh, you know, just uh, tomorrow's vacation, so... Mm. Uh, I'll be back to work on Monday. So you caught me in a good, good place here. Good deal. Good deal. So let's just jump into it. So the way that these bonus episodes work, they're more of a conversational discussion about a topic. Mm -hmm. We don't, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't play radio. This is actually one of them whole brain discussions. So what I do want to start off with. So people that don't know, um, today is the first day that you can actually plant a or plant a seed for medical marijuana. Now, the medical. Well, not you. Not me. Not, not you me. or me. <laughs> not you or me. If you're licensed. Right. Yeah. So th- today is the first day that we can actually plant that. And so this has been a, what, 10-year trek? Is that about oh, right? I If you just start counting from when this law was passed, mm-hmm. we're almost at the two-year mark. No, no, but no, no. Effort- but, like, efforts, though. Oh, man. Um, if, if you expand it out beyond Ohio, because mm-hmm. the activists come and go, mm-hmm. uh, and help out other States. Yeah. Close to a decade, if not yeah. longer. It's yeah. been a while. Now you're, you're a medical doctor. You had, yeah. you went to medical school and you are one mm-hmm. of the few doctors that in Ohio that have been allowed or cleared for medical marijuana, uh, prescription. Is that correct? Right. I can I can give the recommendation. Yeah. OK. Rec- now, recommendation or prescription, is that pretty much the same thing or is that they're different? No, no, it's, it's different. It's you know, once you use the P word prescription, mm-hmm. uh, you start running into some some issues legally with cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So most people talk about recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's exactly what the Ohio language is. It's the recommendation. OK. So. Uh, we have a conversation mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. and based on that and the information that you present, I may be able to give a recommendation, Okay, and then you move forward. Okay. 
Okay. Now, you went to medical school. You are double board psychiatrist, meaning as in you can see children as well as adults. Um, Correct. Now, the recommendation, before we get into the the meat of it, the recommendation slash prescription or what, you know, the way that the language, does that have anything to do with the scheduling of medical marijuana? Because at this present moment, medical marijuana is still schedule one, which means a schedule one basically means that there is zero uh, or no, it says no uh, medicinal value to this drug. Is that correct? Right. And so, so we that, we have five that's schedules. The federal stance. Yeah. Okay. And so from a federal standpoint, um, do you think that's the reason why the word recommend recommend recommendation is there yeah. rather than yeah. actual prescription? Uh, that's that's one of the major reasons. Mm-hmm. I, and basically, <clears throat> it's like this, you know. You can have a conversation with your doc about whatever, anything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Your doctor needs to know about that. The thing is, is if you tell your doctor that you're engaging in something that might be illegal in your local area or state or that country, that doesn't change the fact that it's still a health thing right. that you have to talk about. Right. So well. it's been uh, defended as my recommendation to you or a conversation about cannabis mm-hmm. isn't me telling you to break the law. It's it's like me telling you to cut out red meat and get more mm. exercise. It's a First Amendment right. Mm. Uh, you know, you can't. Uh, government can't tell me what I can't talk to my patients about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At, at least, that's how it's supposed to be. Right. Okay. So let's flip into what you did recently. So uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to really talk to you because uh, we're our podcast is housed and where our radio station is, is in the minority area. Uh, we're in Cleveland, one seventy uh, second in, in Kinsman. If anybody ever been to Cleveland, you know this is the, what's called the hood. And so now we have the we have the ability in Ohio to uh, produce, recommend, dispense um, uh, medical marijuana. And the faces that we're seeing are not the faces of the, the individuals that are a part of this community. And just recently, you spoke. You were at an event where you spoke to the women's group. Is that about right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and so, what was the uh, main? That was mid, mid, so that was Midwest Canna Women is the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a nonprofit, and they work towards uh, in, inclusivity and representation among entrepreneurs in the cannabis space, uh, and that includes you know, obviously with the name women, Mm -hmm. um, but also minorities Mm -hmm. and uh, various minorities. Mm -hmm. Um, So they they kind of have an open door policy uh, for the kind of bringing everybody in. So it was very nice to see that event, how everybody was really celebrating the the grassroots push for representation and diversity Mm -hmm. in this industry. And was it so? Like I said, this is this is not for the radio. This is one of our bonus. And so, a lot of times with the yeah. bonus, we start with the radio and get into the thing, yeah. get into the heart of yeah. it. So, if if you look at everything that's going on, we are you yeah. have everything is whitewashed. And what I mean that I mean that mm-hmm. literally, there are no there are, if any minority are there any minority individuals associated with dispensing uh, recommendations, uh, growing. Any of any of that, because from what what I've seen, I've seen a lot of whitewash. In other words, I've seen a lot of white males getting the the financial benefit from something that bl- mostly black males are being prosecuted for. 
so, okay, I guess there's a few different ways to go about this. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this first, that, you know, when people talk about the cannabis industry, mm-hmm. you know, un- understand that there's so many different parts of this. You know, whether you're talking about that agriculture or growing end mm-hmm. of it, which, you know, who's got the land, all right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's going to be an issue. Just the licensing piece, which we brought up with seeds, uh, you know, it takes huge investment and a team of lawyers and a lot of time to pull something like that off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's already tilted in one way versus another. Um, you know, same with, let's say, dispensaries. That's mm-hmm. a huge, huge investment up front, and you might get turned away. You might lose it all uh, by the state, and that's, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the medical side of things, uh, you know, I'll say this, that in the last few years, and this has been the trend nationwide, we are seeing um, uh, the medical doctors becoming less male and less white. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we, we do see um, women of color really making a rise uh, in the medical community. Um, and that's been excellent, I think, in the metal, mental health world mm-hmm. uh, for these patients to sit down in front of somebody who looks like them mm-hmm. and can understand some of the issues a little bit better than someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's important. Well, what's but interesting about that is that, can, yeah, what's interesting yeah. about that is that that's on the that's on the doctor side or the MD or the DO side to where right. you're paying the medical school, and that's so in a sense. I guess what I'm saying or what what I hear you saying is, yes, those faces are changing, which they need to change. But the individuals making the buku amount of money off of it is really not is 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 really whitewashed or white males because you go back to access to capital. Banks are not banks are not connecting with this. And if you don't have the money, then you're not going to be a part of this pie. That's I mean, that's not unique to this though okay um so i think i think here's the thing you know when Mm -hmm. people talk about the cannabis industry and they see a lot of opportunity yes because it's a new thing coming in and if you can catch on if you can adapt what you're doing Mm -hmm. and incorporate something new great you've got an opportunity but that said every aspect of cannabis lives in a world that follows the same rules that we wake up with and go to sleep with every single day. Mm -hmm. And so until you have uh, a fundamental shift in the way American culture is, Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to see that representation shine through. Um, I'm glad that there are groups like Midwest Canada Women who are actively putting it out there um, letting people know who are struggling that there's help and mentoring specifically for something like this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is the same barrier for every industry. Um, and, and so I, I don't want people to think, oh, the cannabis industry has these barriers compared to others. It's the same barriers. Mm-hmm. It's the same barriers. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I think I guess it's frustrating for me to see that. Yeah. Because it, it is, because this new industry that um, 
is urbanized. Let's just say it like that. Your weed man generally is isn't some isn't some some individuals that are whitewashed. Is <laughs> urbanized, and so individuals are being uh, incarcerated for this. And so right. those individuals were entrepreneurs. <laughs> they were entrepreneurs in trying to make a make a dollar off of, off of this weed, right? A dime and a nickel bag so to speak. <laughs> and so now they're in jail. And so now it's in vogue and it's okay to sell. And we went through legislations, but the more and more you look at it is more and more whitewash from the, from the, from the dispensary and the growth level. Yes. The doctors yeah. are changing or in other words, you know, the doctors are changing, but the individuals making the money, the entrepreneurs are not really changing. Although there are people right now in jail in Ohio that are in jail for um, marijuana, period, or cannabis. Yes, and it'll be interesting to see whether, as the as the law comes through in you know the stages into its final stage, mm-hmm. uh, what Ohio will decide to do with all of those prisoners. Ohio has a lot of prisoners. I mean, it is an economy here. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I hope Ohio does the right thing. You know, we were talking before the show that, you know, all in all, this is the same issue, the same coin we're flipping over and over again, mm-hmm. expecting a different result. Right. One side of the coin, you've got, you know, overrepresentation on the criminal and the enforcement side of things. Whether or not there's an arrest, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. You know, there's going to be that stigma. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side of that coin, you've got underrepresentation on the lawful end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a it's a lose lose situation where uh, the question is is okay then then who is not getting the enforcement, and on the other side of the coin, who is getting represented? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 sticky. It's sticky. And I think I would like for you to to make a full appearance on Unapologetically Black and talk a little bit more in depth about this. I mean, because I think there's a lot of sides to this. And when we look at it, once again, this station where it's housed is in Garden Valley, Garden Valley, Cleveland, predominantly black. And um, a lot of we're not even talking about the use of medical marijuana as it relates to pain management or, you know, practical use. Right now, we're just actually talking about white, how it just appears as if this industry that was underground is now whitewashed and now it's it's okay. And it's so it's so it's okay. And the individuals that came from this community that were (laughs) were also in that in this industry are facing high, high um, enforcement, which in turn damages the amount of money they can earn once they get out. So it's, right. just, it's just really interesting. It's, it's complex, it's convoluted, but on this day that that you're allowed to officially plant, I'm sorry, if you're licensed to officially plant plant weed, right. <laughs> I right. just wanted to go ahead and touch base with my friend, one of my closest friends who is uh, who has the recommending ability to prescribe. No, recommending ability for medical marijuana. Did I say it right that right. time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> So yeah, there's um, you're right. There's there's a representation issue. It's it's got all the same problems as you know uh, family medicine, right. as internal medicine, as as everything else. Same barriers. I think though that 
just like every other barrier that mm -hmm. presents itself, whether there's a gender effect or mm -hmm. a minority effect or both, what we see is what gets results is people coming together, community-based, right. group-based, mm -hmm. people coming together and trying to push forward uh, to achieve the same goals. You know, the communities that are trying to move forward and utilize cannabis, it's not like they change the goals they have for themselves or, or mm -hmm. uh, the members of their community. It's the same stuff. They want right. better roads, better schools, right. you know, police to be focusing on the things that they're concerned about. It's the same laundry list. Right. And that, like um, I said, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the actual benefits of medical marijuana for this community. Right as it relate to cutting down on the opioid addiction and focusing on pain management. But like I said, I, I want to get you in for one of our our full hours to where we can get we can get deep into it and we can get jiggy with it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. All right, Anytime man. I, I really appreciate you coming out. I really appreciate well, coming out. Do we over the phone? I really appreciate you participating in this. Uh, once again, this is Unapologetically Black with Dr. Who? Say it again. Solomon Zara. <laughs> like, hoorah. Hoorah. <laughs> All right, man. Once again, thank you. Thank you so much for coming out and spending thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Spending time and our listeners. Uh look him up, man. This dude is bad. He's also a great cook. But uh we'll yep, talk about it. And my clinic is over at uh, compassionatecleveland.com. If you have any questions, just email us. All right. We'll, we'll, put, we'll make sure we send that out in the uh, show notes. All right? All right. All right. Thank Peace. You so much. much love, man. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Yo, yo, yo. This is Unapologetically Black Bonus. We are still here with Keith and India. So we got... This is our bonus section. This is where I didn't fade it out. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we a little bit more uncut. We're going to go ahead and get into it. You can cuss. You can say what you feel. You can be who you are. This is not through WOVU. This is just through Unapologetically Black and Just Ice and E. King Productions. That's not really a thing, but I just call it that because it sounds good. No. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what we were talking about, you guys just did a segment for us, episode 14, uh, black uh, imagery, uh, blacks in film and imagery and all this other good stuff. And we just talked about a lot of stuff. What I want to focus on, and let's just be real about it, mm -hmm. Matrix was a very cutting edge. It came out around 98, mm -hmm. flat screens, nanotechnology was coming out, CDs, uh, DVDs was, was just new. Uh, blue screens or green screens. What, are they, what the hell do they call them? You know, that technology more with the actual uh, computers and stuff. All that was coming out. Special what I want to know, special effects mm -hmm. got better. I want to know when we're going to be that cutting edge as black individuals and black content makers. I need to fucking see this. It got Right. I really need to see this because Matrix, for me, he, and just as I tell you, I used to watch that movie all the time because I'm a tech person. I, mm. you, if, in all this right here, you know, this stuff, I'm, mm. I'm into this. Um, I'm a therapist, but my hobby is tech stuff. I need to know when 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 we gonna do this. Um, truthfully, I think I think it's it's coming. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I feel like in the once again in that indie film circuit, it's mm -hmm. there. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. not um, as intricate as say the Matrix, but when you watch it, you can see 
it Somewhere. growing. You know okay. what I mean? I think Black Panther is probably the most Matrix like we've ever gotten ever with all black faces in okay. one movie. Okay. And I'm hoping that with those numbers that people will start to say, okay, maybe we should try black sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie that's coming out called Ken. Um, it's a sci-fi movie and the lead is black. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little black boy. Um, but, you know, you would hope that we could get a full cast of black people with right. a movie like that rather than a black boy being adopted by a white family. Oh, is that? Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I was right with you for a minute there. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's a cool concept. He has, like, this gun that's from an alien ship that can, like, make people disintegrate, and he's saving his brother, who, you know, is... Why the is, hell? That's, but, but, no, I get what you... I, I know okay. how you feel. <laughs> I, I totally feel the same they way. They tried it. I'm just saying. <laughs> they try to throw a little they bit They always in do there. a little, little bit. They never do it all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What because... You got, what you got, uh, Indy? Because uh, I know Max... Because I watched the trailer for Max. Look at you. Hey. Oh, no, I did. I watched the trailer for Maximilian when you first came on for our flagship. Okay. And I really enjoyed and you explained and I saw the excitement of yes. the movements and the editing and stuff like that. Um, and I know you're excited about that. So you have to feel exactly what I'm saying about this shit. Um, yes. I don't know if I don't, like you said this shit. I don't know if I feel as strong as you do. Um, but no, I mean, that's what I'm glad. I'm glad to hear him mm-hmm. have those strong feelings because that lets me know that there's a, a market and a need it. for it. But, like, that's why I made Maximilian. I really. love sci-fi movies, though. But when we try to do them, again, our people don't really respond well to them. Like, okay, there's they a movie that's... It. It's probably is the corniest movie ever, but I like it. And it's Will Smith and his son. What is it called? Oh, oh, After Earth. Yeah. After, After Earth. Movie, no. Okay, so, like, that's <laughs> my, my... I love... Like, when I say I love that movie, that, it but, it but remember, it was but here's the thing. It was like a bond in it, a father-son yeah. bond everybody, relationship. Everybody in this room likes this movie. However, every black person I talked Hate to it. said Hate it was that movie. boring, boring. It, it was stupid. Well, you know why they hate it? Exactly. Let me tell you why they hate it. They hate it because they got daddy issues. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you saying we all got strong daddy bonds, got right? Daddy. I don't have that. Daddy. Daddy. But but my but I really like that movie because it's the part when he talked about fear. Like that's my favorite thing. Like fear if, is in a, your imagination. Yeah. Like you as know, a, as a right. filmmaker, I thought the, that was the only dope. complaint I had about After Earth was that I was hoping to get more of an action movie out of it based on everything it told me. It's more of an origin yeah. film. Yeah, it's an origin film. So yeah. I would love to have seen a part two, but because it didn't make the money that they wanted it to make, yeah, yeah. So they it won't. Not gonna but make part it. two should have would have been, and I feel like absolutely would have been an action movie because now we would have got to see his powers at their peak, mm-hmm. yeah. and he would have been fighting these creatures who mm-hmm. only sense fear, and it would have been yeah. great, but whatever. I thought it was dope, though. <laughs> what? Okay, what you got, Jess, before we... No, I love After Earth. I want to get on Bond. I, I think James Bond... <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's go directly I, I to Bond. I want to play James Bond. You... I want to play James Bond. Well, um... no. You, you have no acting chops. <laughs> <laughs> you have no I love you, though. I, I, hey, I'll go watch it, though. I love... I, 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 I think, a, I think a black Bond would be dope. Well, like... do you want an exact... Do you want a black James Bond, or do you want... A black want, character like want, James Bond. I want. I want a black. I want the character to be black. Bond. I want so, a brother to be, and I want everything else <laughs> to be the same. I want him to walk into some place and order a martini shake and not third. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the hell out of somebody's <laughs> booty, banging them out in I, the room. I want him to do all of that. 
So I don't want him to be like Ice Cube and Triple X though. I, I have. <laughs> I don't like. I wrote okay. a comic book character that is a black James Bond, and I literally have my first issue out. Oh. Not too long ago, and his name is Xavier Fox. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. And I, and I, and I, who you want? To, you want Jamie Fox to play? No, no. no. The name of the that's character the, is Xavier Fox, and he's just like he's a black James Bond, and it's set in the future. And I made a whole reason as to why the whole world is black. Oh, the whole world is black. <laughs> yes, it's the a whole world book. is essentially black. I'm loving that. See, look at that. How I love crazy that. Is that. So it's so Idris album. I is. think he would be perfect thought, as Bond. That's I what per- I was thinking in my mind. That's He's who I've always thought should be the black Bond. Is he going to be the black Bond? <laughs> he should be, though. I'm tired of Idris Elba. I love his acting. I'm, well, I'm going to say... Well, there's a lot of black... So, there's a lot of black English individuals. Well, that, the problem is, by the time they decide to change up Bond, Idris's age might be Max a factor. out. It would be maxed out. Hey, I like the dude from Power, even though I don't like Power. Oh, you mean... Um, what is his name? I don't know his, his name, but dude. I know you're talking about. He What's played Ghost. Ghost, yeah, that's yeah, but that's his what is, name. What is his real name? But he's not he's British. Poet. Chadwick, uh, Chadwick, no. Chadwick. I don't know. He's married to a white woman. <laughs> oh, the sister. Had it. Is it, I don't know. I don't, I don't think. She, I don't think she's white. I think he's. I think she's light skinned She no, passes. No, she's, she's not, not that. Nah, nah, nah. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> she looked like one of my cousins. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she looked like one of my cousins. I, I, I mean, he would be a name. good Bond ghost. I ain't gonna lie, he would be a good but Bond. A lot but I would prefer a lot to be of, British. Right, a lot of black <laughs> British actors in Man. the field right now that could actually pick up that mantle and be and be Bond. But what's the holdup? Are the white people going to? I don't know. I think they would like. I think. I think. I think you got a half and half because I've had white people (laughs) tell me that it was amazing. You know, yes, they. They they, they heard he was going to do it the first time. There was a lot of white people who actually wanted a dress. Then mm-hmm. there, the other side of white people will come up with all these excuses. My my argument with those mm-hmm. excuses are he's not real. Yeah, it's not real. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, yeah. he's not, not real. real. Right. Like, exactly. like, I could see if this was a real person, okay, fine, but it. he's not real. Like, you can make him whatever you want. He could be okay. black, Purple, he could be Asian, yeah. whatever. They've been... They made. They done made uh, the Queen of Egypt white. They done made the yes. Queen of yes. Like, come on now. Clear they done, they done, Even the Asian people got upset when they made the movie about the little ghost and the whatever. Ghost, ghost in the shell. <laughs> ghost in the shell. <laughs> but I do have one question for. Uh, Asian people when it comes to that and, and the reason I say I hope they don't get bad at me is I would have ca- I would have casted mm. her to play the same role because mm. if you look at the anime that's what she looks like because they look white <laughs> yeah they look white yeah, they, they, look they white. even have like, I mean if they were to you know do certain certain animes they're bl- blonde hair blue eyes so okay. what you know I don't get it completely okay you know so then, I, it was because it was because the particular character that was supposed to be like the head character they mm-hmm. purposely made her white like it was you know well, it was for marketing to me to me the, the the where they where they messed up in the movie was that mm-hmm. the movie was literally about her being why she was white mm-hmm. whereas the original anime was more about what makes you human okay and if they would have stuck to that that would have been fine mm-hmm. Well, right. I mean, they gotta, yeah, they gotta be informed something. Somehow. All right, before we get out, <laughs> before we get out, there's one thing, uh, one person we have not spoken about who is paramount to my growth as an individual, and that is uh, Spike Lee. Oh. He was. He's. Uh, I've always loved. I've always enjoyed that dude. I've never understood that dude. <laughs> 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 I've always loved his movies. Uh, they were very paramount to growth and who I am now. Um, 
is Spike Lee moving moving more towards greatness with or is he taking a step back? Who's his who's he mentoring? Let me go with that. From what y'all know. Uh I like Spike Lee. Um mm-hmm. I don't know who he mentors, but I know he does teach college classes like okay. um in New York. Um if Lay you go to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if you get to a certain point, I think it's your last year you you're mentored by mm-hmm. Spike, which is dope. Okay. Um I like Spike uh, just because, to me, like him as a filmmaker, I think he uses like the limited amount of resources, mm-hmm. and his films are dope. Like he'll use like a small little space, and you'll think he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I think like he cuts down on his budget, but okay. his films are really good. Yeah, I, I like really, Spike. And his, his techniques. Yeah, his, his techniques. yeah, they're really dope. But he get cracked on about his techniques. The, I mean, the it's spinning be, chair. The it's become uh, his thing. If he doesn't do it in a movie, then it's not a Spike Lee. Exactly. <laughs> What? Like if I don't see somebody floating down right. the street, exactly, exactly. They're floating down the street with yeah. that look on his face. Right. Yeah. We we just don't have a spike. Movie. What do you think about his new movie that's coming out? The uh, uh, Black Man in the KKK. Um, oh, I didn't even see the trailer. I think it's uh, it. interesting. Actually, is it a comedy? Yeah. It's, no, it's it's. I think it's a it's it's, it's, it's sort of it's, it's a dra- it's a dramedy. Yeah, but, but I heard it's a dramedy. <laughs> no, well, it does. It's, it's, it. it's funny. It has a lot of funny moments in it. But I because I knew about the actual. You know, story. case of that, the okay. actual story. So him making a movie about it is actually pretty cool to see, mm. to actually see it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Is he going to um, be more on the forefront of putting out black content, like we were talking Ooh, about with did all you say of us? Spike or somebody else? Spike. Spike. I mean, I feel like that's all he's ever done. Me really. too. Oh, Meaning as in, he said he's had about two like, two studio movies. What, old like boy and uh, Inside Man? Those are only two. That was only two movies. studio. Inside Man was a studio movie. Yeah, yeah. Really? and yeah. And he wouldn't do it unless he, and Denzel got the. Uh, no, the main, yeah. Okay, well I stand corrected. I stand corrected, but yeah, yeah black uh, black KKK man. Uh, I really love Inside even though nothing man, against Chirac. I just felt like that was a. Uh, it was a little much. It was a. Uh, it's a little much. Uh, not, not much. It's a little much. How do I how do I say? How do I say <laughs> this without offending like some people? Don't it's offend been it. done before. Okay. <laughs> I've seen the movie. I mean, it was done in Spike's way. Yeah. But you know, it's been done before, and I don't think that movie gets a lot of credit. And the movie's name was called Miami Tale. Really. And it, okay. it starred Trina, <laughs> of all people. <laughs> Trina, the, uh, yeah. the, uh, the uh, singer. Yeah. Rap? Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's a, another thing too with people in film. I, anybody mm. in film doesn't matter the color. Like people lack imagination. Like okay. they constantly well, keep. Re- I don't like me. I when I watch a movie like or make a movie, my per se like I try to like make something that hasn't been done or. Mm-hmm. I don't watch anything that's like that type of movie. Like, because I don't want to ever, like, I hate when people keep doing remakes of the same movie. It's like, you, my, to me, I feel like my mind is so big and, like, mm. I could come up with so many different things. Like, that's the McDonald'sization yeah, of the Yeah, like, business. my imagination is, is yeah. crazy. Like, and it's like, I don't have to remake what somebody did 20, 30 years ago because I can come up with my own thing, you right. know? So. Even even though there's so many stories at this point, there yeah. you have to ask yourself what truly is ri- original. original. Yeah, okay. because even the story of Chirac that actually is a Shakespeare story of Lysistrata. So that that literally See, dates all the way back to that. That's beautiful. 
I was, I stood up. I was like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, that's. But yeah, I, I love Spike Lee, and I always that dude has always been yeah. right there, and I really appreciate everything that he's done. Uh, anything yes. else before we head out, Just? Nah, we good. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys staying for the bonus. Once again, yeah. this is unapologetically black, the podcast. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Good work. And uh, peace. Bye. See you.